Hello. Welcome back to the Bible Study Girl podcast. I am Sarita. You may know me as Bible Study Girl. And the first hello and welcome you had to this podcast was the voice of our very own Bible Study Brother, the executive producer of this podcast. Yes, I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. And this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. My album, Gray Matter, soundtrack to the BSG, uh, just Enterprise, is out now, and you should go listen to it. <laughs> yes, it's a great album to play, not only for summertime, but just any time of year, really. So listen to it, guys, while you're working out, while you're gardening, while you're cooking dinner for your family. It is a great listen, and that is from a non-music professional. Moving on. <laughs> how are you guys doing today? Hopefully you are doing well. Um, brother, how are you feeling today? Uh, pretty good, I'd, I'd say. Um, whew, this boundary shot has been a journey. Uh, okay. So that's why I was asking if you're new around these parts, then you may not know it, but Bible study brother and I are reading through the book Boundaries that was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. It is a New York Times bestseller, and it is a book that has had tremendous impact on my life personally. It was recommended to me by my therapist some years ago. Um, and the first time I read it, I stopped halfway through because it's a hard read. It is not beach reading. It is reading that makes you think and makes you ponder. And so when Bible Study Brother issued the challenge for Bible Study Girl to have a book club, this is the second book that came to mind and kept pressing forward. And so I felt like it would be great for him and I to read the book together and to come together and discuss it. And so that is what you have walked yourselves into, guys. We are now on chapter five of the Boundaries book, and chapter five discusses the 10 laws of boundaries. So that's why I asked my brother how he was doing. He often reports to me off air that the book is giving him a one-two punch. Mm. <laughs> and so I just wanted to take a temperature and see how 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 you feeling today before we get started with this discussion? Pretty good. I think this one wasn't as attacking. It was more kind of revelatory to kind of okay. seeing a couple things and then kind of understanding, okay, this is how this plays into um, the ultimate setting of boundaries. Like, you know, and even in the moments where I was like, okay, well, this, like, I, I'm wanting to share this book with so many people. Uh, but I'm also like, at the same time, I want to share with them to not to, I'm not afraid of the hurt because there's more harm by this not being in your life as an understanding. So I was at least able to work through that. Okay. And I will say, so you, so you understand why I pushed the book, why I feel like it's a great read. It's a hard read, but oh, yeah. I think it's it's a hard read, but I think it helps you establish a healthier lifestyle just in general, because there are so many different areas of our lives that we need to have healthy boundaries and 
quite often we're not taught what healthy boundaries looks what healthy boundaries look like in the church. I don't think that's necessarily intentional, mm-hmm. but I think it can definitely be a side effect of I don't know, quote unquote like church brain. And what I love mm-hmm. about this book is that they take scripture and they break it down for you and help you see how some of the things, the routines that we get into are not truly healthy, right? Um, but it takes a deep examination to get to that point. So uh, I like to shake a things up around <laughs> here. Like I said, <laughs> chapter five covers 10 laws of boundaries. And so um, I asked Bible study brother to pick three of the laws that stood out to him. And I have three laws that really stood out to me. So, and I'm wondering if our, if our laws will be the same yeah, or be different. So the way I want to do this is I'll go first. I will tell you one law that stood out to me and I'll give you an example of how that law has affected my life. Mm. Um, and then and then you can share. And I'm I would love for us to just have some nice discussion about these <laughs> laws and, okay. and the ones that stood out. Also, I want to say this. So we're doing the review of the book. We are not going to cover everything that's in each chapter. Each chapter is intense, deep, and it's going to be personal to you and your journey and your life. But I wanted us to do this just to give people a glimpse into, oh, just from this simple conversation, I can see how I have room to move or shift or change some things. So, and also, this is what I've realized about this book. This is a book that you do have to reread and revisit, you have to. Um, study this book alongside your Bible or just study the book in general um, because there's so much information and there's so much life-changing, life-giving information that you need to be able to process all of it. Like, don't just... If you walk through the book the first time, I feel like you can come off with a false spirit of condemnation on yourself. And that's mm-hmm. not what the book is trying to do. So, like, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely giving you an opportunity to do better and giving you a nice framework of what healthy looks like. Um, if you are a perfectionist and you want things a certain way, this book could definitely condemn you. But the thing is, none of us are perfect. We're not ever going to hit the mark 100% of the time. But like you said, I think it is a book that has to be revisited over the course of your life because you change. And we've talked about that in the earlier podcast. I had some seriously unhealthy boundaries when I first started reading this book. As I've worked on those, I've grown in some areas, but I've also developed maybe like some coping mechanisms to kind of... um, you know, I've gone in the opposite direction. So I love that you said it is something that needs to constantly be revisited. One thing I don't mind doing is analyzing myself and thinking about my life and the choices I'm making and the decisions I'm making and kind of like trying to break down what is best, what is healthy. um, And what does that really look like in real life? That is one thing that I, and I am going to get into my law, Mm. but that is one thing that really like, (laughs) melts my butter in a sermon and when I'm just having conversation with people I like practical 
advice. Melts my butter. It melts my butter, man. I'm saying <laughs> practical <laughs> advice. How do I walk this out? How do I live it? And so I do want this podcast to be a how do I walk it out? How do I live it type thing? Because that's what works for me. It may not work for other people, but yeah, yeah it melts my butter, rings my bell. Okay. <laughs> Dog, it's uh, there's somebody in the haystack is all I got to say. You know what? This or in the wood awesome. pile. There's somebody in the wood pile. I can't remember, but listen. No, I remember. But, I just can't say it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the way I can say it for this podcast. Okay. What I was, you saying that made me think about how Kane was recording all the country saying she'd never heard before. And mm-hmm. I really need to hear her up because I was <laughs> depending on her <laughs> to be my, like, when I need a country saying, today, hit them with it. <laughs> yeah. I need to have a, she needs to start doing that once a day in the Cuzzo crew chat. Uh, I feel yeah. like she should make it a Google Doc that we can all just have access to and add. Add oh, as, yeah, as yeah. I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah, okay, so okay. the first law that I want to talk about is the law of exposure. Mm, okay. Um, The law of exposure is all about the fact that your boundaries need to be made clear to others and communicated in relationships. One thing that I struggled with when I started working on having healthy boundaries is I had a hard time expressing to other people exactly what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always mean that you have to give somebody an explanation, you Mm. know, per se about why you're doing things, the way you're doing things. But you do have to tell them what your boundaries are so that you give them an opportunity to respect them or not to respect them. Like it's unfair of me in a relationship to change what the boundaries have always been without communicating it to the other person. I need to expose them to where I'm at. And as somebody Bible study brother may not believe this, but I am not a person that really likes conflict. I don't like conflict. He doesn't believe that because, no, I believe it. It's just okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't believe it alone. I don't believe it alone. <laughs> I don't know how to like. I'm trying to think about this, and it's like, no, I don't believe you like conflict. But I don't think you think that I've ever had an issue speaking my mind. No, you've had. You've probably had issues with the general populace, and so I'm not yeah. gonna base my experience to everyone else's experience because that's where I end up getting confused sometimes. Like when I'm encouraging you, I'm like, fam, you just need to show them the same stuff that you show me. Right. So, (laughs) but I will say though, that when things started to change for me personally, it was difficult for me to draw some lines with you and mom and because we do operate in a certain mm-hmm. way, right? And I'm changing the way we flow and the way we operate. So I did have to say, I did have to be more vocal and more verbal about it. I was just and talking I, about this last night. I was just talking. Were you? I was because I was talking to uh, Charmaine about the need for uh like this basically i was i think and i I can see it now the self boundaries of kind of like creating that space for yourself 
that mm-hmm. does not exist in others. And I was like, you know, the crazy part about it is when we were all living together, like my sister used to cook and wash the dishes all the time. Like me and right. my mama just, you know, and the grace that was given from you to us to do that, but then me not being like, okay, for me, let me get up and go ahead and do this. Let me clean. Let me do whatever. Um, was taking advantage of the grace you were given, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, that shouldn't have been something that's done, but I wouldn't have, but if somebody keeps doing, like, I should have taken the personal responsibility of understanding that, not just being like, well, you're doing it. But here's the thing, though, that's why the law of exposure is so important. In my head, if I want you to do the other things, I have to say it to you. You're not a mind reader. It is on me to communicate to you clearly, hey, I will cook. Can you wash the dishes? Like, yeah. I love cooking. I don't mind cooking. Can you wash the dishes? You know, and or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and to some people that may seem small, but over time, you can start to build resentment and feel used. Oh, no, all 100%. Things, right. Because you feel like people are taking advantage of you, but you haven't clearly communicated so, what you need and so I, that's I, what I, the like, law of exposure gonna, did gonna, okay what's your law my, my, we're all the same so no we're not okay, uh, i understand yours though but my first well technically it's not my first but i'm going to do this in accordance with the one you're talking about which is where i'm okay. thinking about which is the law of activity <laughs> oh yes let me see i think that was on my list it was on my list so Yes, you know. it's on my list. So, great. so for me, I often confuse a lack of movement with losing my nerve to act. And then I end up uh, in a place of stagnation. And therefore, I miss setting my boundary to get up and get moving with God. Right. So, like, that's more so what I mean. It's like in that law of activity, it's like, well, why am I sitting here just like, you know, I like cooking. So, why am I not? cooking why am i not using that am i not using that because i don't feel like washing dishes because that doesn't make you know that doesn't grow me or put me in a different place and then i end up being the person with the talent that's not using the talent and i don't want to be that that type of servant so that's more so what i'm talking about when i say that it's just the law of activity in regards to that because if i'm not setting the boundary that i got to get up and do this if i'm like not moving then I can't even, I'm not breaking through a boundary. I'm just, you know, letting whatever boundaries or whatever are around me affect me and control what I've got going on. Right. So my thing with the law of activity, because again, (laughs) I picked that one as well. (laughs) Um, One thing that stood out to me about the law of activity, they gave an example in the book of, you know, a bird hatching from an egg and Mm -hmm. how, the hatching process strengthens them and gives them it strengthens their wings and gives them yeah. what they need to be able to operate in the world. Like you just said, we can't be passive. You were talking about your gift or cooking. Um, we can't be passive with what God has given us. We have mm-hmm. to be active. We have to be aggressive. That's what grows us. And if we sit around waiting on God to do things for us, we become weak. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like God gives us the opportunity to work 
in union with him, right? He extends the invitation. Hey, I have something for you to do. I don't think he condemns us, but it leaves us weak. It leaves us feeble. It leaves us unsatisfied. Because mm-hmm. um, we're wanting God to do it for us. We're wanting that miracle that, ooh, you know, turn it around quick. And we're not willing to do what he's given us the ability to do. And so that's the reason I chose the law of activity as one of my things, because quite often I do encounter situations where I want to instantly just get there. Like even when we talked about the um, the law of exposure for me, mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to speak my mind at times, especially with other people and in different relationships. But the way to get better at speaking my mind with other people is to actively do it. And the more I do it, the less scary it gets. And I'll give another example with the law of activity for me in my current job. And I've said this before and people don't believe it, but it is true. I I am shy. I'm an introvert by nature. Let me sit up in this corner and be in this corner. So in my current job, I have to make phone calls to people. And sometimes those people are not very happy with me, right? It's the thing I do not, I despise this part of my job. Mm-hmm. And when I first started working, I first started having to do these calls they would say, you know, we need a volunteer. You know, we have a call for this time. Can somebody do it? I would volunteer to do it. And so somebody messaged me on the side and was like, wow, you really love these calls, don't you? And I was like, no, I don't like the calls. But the only way for me to get to a point where I'm better and I'm able to do it is for me to put myself out there and do it. I have to be active. That's how you get stronger. Um, and so I'm I'm off of my soapbox yeah. for the law. Of no, action. but this also um, convicted me in terms of like some things, whether it's with the channel, whether it's with my channel, whether it's with editing, all of these different things. And it's just like you got to do them like you just, you know, no matter what it is, you just got to get out here and do it. You got to you know, you'll never build the foundation and reap the benefits of the things that God is trying to place for you if you don't. And here's the thing, too. This law is all about boundaries. You can allow other people to set those boundaries in your life for you, or you can set them yourself. And that's that part of the activity. You have to set the boundaries in your life, or other people will do it for you, and you end up frustrated and mad and upset and angry. And so that's why it's important to be willing to be active and set the boundaries, even if it might be difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And boundaries are not a bad thing. They keep us safe. I love the analogy of the fact that, you know, you are responsible for your home. Everything that's in your yard. Wait, what was your first one? Uh, my first exposure. one was a lot of exposure. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. You are responsible for everything that's in your yard. Yes, you are part of a neighborhood and there are people beside you with houses, but they also have responsibility to their own personal property. So that example for me always stands out. And that's always the example I use here lately when I'm trying to filter things and filter my emotions and reactions and all that jazz. I've been a chatty Kathy today, brother. So (laughs) you can go ahead. What's your, well, okay. Cause I guess that was your second one, but technically at this point, since uh, I mean, I didn't write them in order. I just picked the three that were most 
Yeah. Uh, well, what's your third? Because then I'll just go through my last two. I mean, I'm just saying that's we've gone through two of mine. So whichever oh. one. <laughs> um. So for me, I'm gonna go through uh, the law of evaluation. And that's my last one go ahead <laughs> because changing my mind based on a feeling as though I've hurt someone and not standing on the fact that I'm not doing this to hurt you you're not going to be harmed you know like ultimately this is a good boundary to set this is something that we need to follow and it's harder as a husband and future father and even like as a brother and so on and so forth, like those things that I had to set, like, I, you know, we talked about how afraid I was of your cutoff spirit when it's like, no, sometimes I needed to set that boundary. If you, it's better to do this than to allow you to be actually harmed by me not doing it. Right. But it's like you said, it is very hard to set a boundary. So uh, did you have a personal example of a time when you had to use the law of evaluation, evaluating whether or not you're really going to harm that person? Um, bef- our last conversation about the fight. Okay. Because I was like, I cannot continue to let it sink. Like this, this dismantling of like something I know I needed to do. And what I'm feeling is like getting spoken to from another place of hurt that doesn't have anything to do with what I did, but has more to do with other things. I can't continue to let that be like the narrative for why I did what I did. Right. And so like when we got through that last conversation of kind of like working through those things, that to me is an example. Because I'm like, I'm not like, I know that this part hurt. But I, I'm not tr- like my ultimate goal was not harm in terms of everything that we got going on, right? And so that's that would be my like my biggest example of that one because the other one, the, my last one, I got examples. Okay, so you know I told you I love practical examples. That's why I asked you this question. I love mm. practical examples and. I recently had a situation where, so for me, the law of evaluation is all about evaluating the effects of setting boundaries, evaluating how that's going to affect other people, right? Mm -hmm. You can be responsible to somebody and how you tell them you're going to set the boundary, but you're not, it doesn't mean you don't set the boundary because you're going to hurt their feelings, but you do need to evaluate. You need to think about it. So one thing I have been harping on for the longest time on this podcast and in my personal life with people around me that are around me often is the fact that I need to get my finances in order, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have a big 40th extravaganza blowout trip like I wanted to because, sis, you, you need to get your financial house in order. There are things you need to do. You need to be a responsible adult, like you are responsible for your household and you're not managing this money correctly. So you need to sit down. Was that easy for me to come to? No. And you uh, know, uh, it wasn't easy for me. <laughs> I got I other lo- perfect examples for you as well. When you finish this of stuff okay. that you have done, you know me, you know, I love to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I love to spend <laughs> and not just money on myself. I love to buy for other people. I just like to shop. Like if you, 
I love it when my family members call me and say, hey, I want you to help me decorate my living room. And they're wanting me to just, you know, tell them what to buy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just love purchasing. Even if it ain't my money. Yeah. Jam. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> it's true, though. But, I you know, know, but that is so funny. It's just, just, just funny, bro. Like, that is... That is so unequivocally you that it, it is, is hilarious. Like, like let's shop, man. <laughs> What's your budget? Dog. Okay, you can buy this, this, and this, and then this will be cute here. And so anyway. Dog. Off the bat. But like another example is I'm not finished with my example. Are I you not? Girl. No, I'm Ooh, not. Lord. So what I'm because we're talking about evaluating people's feelings, right? And I'm talking yeah. about the boundary I had to set. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I got lost okay. in your other one. So I thought that was I the... went on a I'd be going you on a do. tangent, but I'm trying to I'm trying to set the scene. <laughs> so for me, yeah. I spoke in an earlier podcast about the fact that I do because I am single. Nobody over here telling me, girl, don't buy that or girl, don't do that. Mm. So I had to rope in a friend to be like, hey, I'm going to be open, vulnerable. I'm going to share my finances with you. And I need for you to walk me through financial decisions. What's going to be sound? What's going to. And when I'm tempted to make a purchase and I reach out to you, you know, that person has no problem being like, girl, we can't afford that. You know, even though it's not their money and not putting the dime in, like, girl, we not doing that with our money. You right, girl, we not doing that with our money. You know, and so I'm saying that because everybody that's close to me knows and they have been given the speech for months and months and months. I can't spend money like that. I'm I'm making better decisions. No, no means no. So an incident happened not too long ago um, where I was invited mm -hmm. to attend a celebration and I said, oh, I can't afford to go. And I said it in the group. I'm not ashamed of it. I can't afford it. Like, I have goals. I can't afford it. And it became... And the thing is, because it was Okay. Hold on, me hold on. Hold on. What I'm gonna say is, in yeah. me setting that boundary, it had a potential to hurt that person's feelings, right? Because I'm not doing what you want me to do, um, and it doesn't make sense to you, right? Mm -hmm. But that was still my boundary, whether it hurt their feelings or not. I had to evaluate that before I made the statement. And you know, I'm a giver. I love to spend. I love to do, but there's a goal. Yeah. And if I continue to cross this boundary to make other people feel good, who's harmed by that? Eventually, in the long run, it's going to be me. Could this potentially hurt this person's feelings? Absolutely. But what's the best option? Yeah. Staying true to what you got going on or appeasing other people's feelings. So, I, that is a very personal example for me for mm -hmm. how the law of evaluation you did came. An, you did an amazing job. I'm, I'm. You did an amazing job. Uh, but I, it was. But the thing is, those are all the. And I will say this because I am a giver, and because I was raised in the church, and because I do come from a family of givers, and you just sacrifice and you sacrifice yeah. until you die, when you didn't have to die because God promised me life and life more abundantly, mm -hmm. it is hard to set that boundary and stay in that boundary. And so that's why the law of evaluation 
speaks out vividly to me. Do I always make the best financial decisions? No, not at all. And that's mm. the reason I had to expose people to my new boundaries. Yeah. There's that law again, expose people to my new boundaries because I need help. I need accountability. And I think an important thing about boundaries, when you're around healthy people, they want to see you win. They want to see you prosper. If you're doing something that's going to help you, then they have the mindset, whatever it's going to take for you to win. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. So that's something important too. But I think it just, it is difficult. It's difficult when you've been living your life a certain way for, and you are ready to change for people to accept. This is where I am now. Yeah. And it, it makes it more difficult for you. If you don't have people that are helping you stay the course, but you can do it. Y'all If y'all out there. You can do it. Cause I am a uh, quick example. Cause I'm not gonna take up too much time. Cause I do got to get to my last law of the last law I, I had. Uh, so one, um, you have gotten better at that, especially like with us and our relationship in terms of giving me advice that, oh, it hurts, but it'd be so right. <laughs> and I'm better not harmed after, as opposed to like how you said on, uh, that gray matter album that you on, if you listen to her interlude, she talks about this, like you're not trying to control me or create a version of me. You are earnestly looking out like, dog, this is going to hurt. Like, we both the same in terms of this mental capacity for whatever it is you're annoyed about, which is how I know that ain't how you need to respond. That ain't how you need to act. Like, because it's ultimately going to end up this way. And I'll be like, oh, man, I was just expecting you to be on my side. But... <laughs> Um, and I I have grown in my ability to like like let's weigh this out yeah. like we do need to think about it but ultimately at the end of the day what's the best you know what's gonna be the best move for everybody so yeah I'm gonna let you tell me your uh, last law my last one is the law of sowing and reaping and okay. often stepping stepping in the path of consequences where I shouldn't have done so um and I think about this a lot of time is whether like. Lending money to family as a whole is one of those things where you will often just step in in places you should not have stepped in. And so if let's you, talk about the. I'm gonna let you talk, but I'm yeah. gonna make it plain to the people that didn't read. So we oh, all. Let me. Oh, I can do it. So I, basically, the 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 law of sowing and reaping is basically. What you sow, we all know this law. Yeah, we what know you it. sow is what you reap, and therefore, in that, a lot of times the boundary that has to be set. Sometimes people sow stuff, and you step in and catch the reap, and therefore, right. they never understand what they're reaping. They just well, they don't reap they, it. They, well, they don't reap you it, caught it. Yeah, you yeah. caught the hit for them. Yeah. And, and we thank yeah. God that Jesus stepped in, right? Man, so we didn't have listen. to take the hit. Yeah. Because that's a, what a lot of us use to yeah, excuse our, oh, I'm going to take the hit for them every time. Every time. The reason, I'm going I'm to let you, I said I was going to be quiet, but the reason for me, that <laughs> was a powerful one for me. <laughs> this book my jump. Can Girl, you tell me? I can't. I'm surprised one. this one wasn't on your list, bro. Well, that's a powerful one for me, too, because, you know, like I said, I'm a giver. I'm a helper. I want to save everybody. Yeah, like, that's why I was like, this the is the world. Your... Let's save the world. But 
when you take on the responsibility for somebody else's bad decisions, they don't learn, you know, um, what's the saying? I can't think of it. Like, which one? you going to bust your head. You ain't going to learn until you like, you ain't going to learn until you fall and bust your head. Right. That's it. And we, we always want to stop it. And sometimes it needs to be now go on bust it. Cause then you'll learn. Cause it hurt you. Yeah, and I can be there with grace to give you a band-aid or whatever, but... I can help you, but you need to learn it because I keep pushing it. So, you know, often in in regards to, like, lending money or doing all these things, so often we will chastise ourselves for not doing something because we're like, oh, my God, well, what are they going to do without me? What are they going to do? Well, they're going to trust the provision of God is what hopefully they do because God is going to open a door for them and, like, what is for them is for them. If they're out there working, and I, and I don't say that to like, do not start to be like stringent in a certain way with your with your giving, but be discerned. Like, are you actually helping? Like, Correct. you know, I have this that feeling a lot of times when uh, when you encounter homeless, the homeless community up here is like intense, and so so often, you know. Uh, coming out from working in a pawn shop and everything else, I'm always hesitant to just give because I'm like, I know what you're gonna do with this, and it's like, but what am I, what am, what am I holding? You know what I'm saying? What 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 am I keeping from the reaping? Or or what it, what testimony? What am I doing? Um, I just need to be smart with like whether or not I actually can do this. And then, you know, like, if God moves on my heart, I do it. Like, if he moves and it's just like, do this, that's when I do it. Because outside of that, it's like, there's nothing else that will, like, help. Because in certain situations, like, say you had a million dollars, like, on a cash app card or something. And you give it to that person. Give it to whoever, like, somebody you see. And... They haven't reaped whatever it is they need to reap in that situation, that testimony. Like, bro, that might be a million dollars spent on just nothing. Not a home, not safety, nothing. Because they're not at that place because you've now taken, you know, like, and, and it's such a a hard scale to even balance those things. But I use money because I think it's like the easiest example, uh, especially with what you were talking about earlier, if we don't know <laughs> how to spend or how we should be spending our money, we're just going to end up using it wrong because we never had to reap the the bent or reap the, the consequence consequences of well, this is what happens when you haven't paid your card note in five months. Right, and I will say this: I think the reason. I allow my finances to get in the state they're in is because for me, the consequence. Okay. So I own my home. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to buy another one. You know, I pay my bills every month. And so there wasn't a lot of quote unquote consequence, right? I have a lot of debt, but it's not really hurting me until pandemic happened. And all this debt you have, you can't pay. And then it creates a snowball effect. And so I felt the consequences of the lifestyle I was living. And it prompted, I, like, I had no choice but to change. Yeah. And, and the only thing that even kept you was the fact that the pandemic and God holding back the floodgates of 
like just how the government moved and decided to move. I won't even I won't even say that, brother, because the thing that really prompted me into action, like so I was without work for three months in the mm -hmm. pandemic. That's no income. People helped me and were very gracious, loving, caring, kind to me, mm. although they didn't have to be like not at mm -hmm. all. But I didn't make I probably made. Let's say thirty thousand dollars less that year, yeah, which is a big a deal. That's a huge deal. That is a huge deal when you are able to pay your bills every month, but you don't have money saved up. That's a big deal because yeah. how do you catch back up? Right. And so it forced me to be in a loop and a cycle that was not healthy and, and made me really realize I had to I no. had to eat that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like in that, yeah. like a lot of us, it was like you could see the levee about to break to use like the example of, of like flooding and all this other stuff. And like water is getting through, but it's not right. all of that water. And it made you realize like, Oh no, I need stronger levees. I have to, right. have, I have to, because this could have been different. Like the government could have been like deal. And like, no, Just, but what I'm saying to you is how every I was self-employed. So how everybody else got money hand over. I didn't have I the people that helped th that's me. That's not what I that's not yeah. that's not the only <laughs> I'm talking because I get what you're saying. My I'm talking yeah. about the aspect of a lot of those companies like had to actually understand what was going on with people and it might right. not have been that's more so what i mean like the levees oh, could have yeah. just God broke was gracious to that's, me. What, God that, was that's what i'm saying like the levees could have just broke and all them people been like I, I don't care what you got lost my house all I'm, of it I'm give dead. it to me now like right. and that, that that's that wasn't the case that's that's what i mean because i get you think i'm just talking yeah. about the the no 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 i'm talking about mm -hmm. like because it could have been catastrophic for everybody it could have been catastrophic for everybody everywhere, but that experience definitely showed yeah. me, girl. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, like, yes. girl, reaping, sowing, it's here, it's real. Girl. You Ooh. need to live your life right. So, yeah. yes, that was a good one for me, brother, but I think I'm living, I think because I feel like I understand that one, that's why I didn't, because he been gracious okay. to me. But these three were the ones that were like, well, that one's kind of hard, but you know where I am with that. Right, I do. Situations and everything else to be going on. And it's like trying to work through that one when, like, especially, and that's why, like, I'm going, I'm sharing this book with as many people as I possibly can. Cause I don't want you to, like, you still might think I'm coming from a bad place, but scripturally, I know I'm working to not. So, and the yeah. thing, too, one thing I have learned so much, and I know you want everybody to read the book, but, and I've said this to you before, and I used to say it to Tamika all the time, the only person you have the power to change is you. Yeah, right? and they say that in the book. Right. And I'm, we can offer the help to people. We can offer the book, but they have to be willing to read the book and write, really apply it to their lives. And then not only read it, comprehend it, understand it, but actually live it out. Yep. Those are all different components and different segments. Because when was we supposed to read this book together? Years ago. Our therapist told uh, us. Yeah, like, we this is the like, book. bro, we, we are literally almost like. No, probably at what am I? No, we're over ten years 
almost at 10 from when it would have been first introduced because I was 24. Okay. Um, so when the incident happened to right. prompt so, it, so. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not pumping this book up because I feel like you need to go tell everybody in life in your life what they need to do. It really is about you and what you have the power to control. And I think therapy is one thing that really gave me that insight and really helped me. Yeah. Help me realize, girl, you walking around here frustrated, but it's because you're trying to mow everybody else's yard and your yard raggedy. Like, take care of your house, mow your mm -hmm. yard, go on in your house and sweep the floor. And, you know, take care of the property that God gave mm -hmm. you and he'll take care of uh, the rest. Because you know, the you resentment get real deep when you see this well manicured lawn that you just took care of and then you <laughs> look back and see yours in shambles and it's like but you don't take the uh, initial accountability of well that's because i'm not cutting it i can't cut your grass for you and right. then be mad at the state of of my grass of my life my grass everything that's going on with me is because i'm out of bounds yeah i was supposed to be over here taking care of this and i wasn't so yeah thanks for reading the book with me it has been a challenging reread for me but it's also been very helpful for me because I need to continuously be reminded about it. I really hope you guys crack open the book and start to read it for yourself and figure out things that you can do to help live the most purposeful and peaceful life that you possibly can. You know, I'm stepping into 40. I am 40. I I busted the door wide open. Girl, I'm sitting up here. Listen. I ain't walked far down the hall yet. I'm still right oh here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, y'all, if y'all want to hit us up, uh, everything is down in the description. Uh, but we really are pushing y'all to come subscribe to the Bible Study Girl YouTube page, uh, which is down in the description because currently we don't have the uh, slug of the channel. Um, so go and subscribe. Uh, hit up our Facebook. So that way, if you want us to have a prayer request or anything like that for you, uh, you can send us messages on that page or... Um, on our Instagram or on the Bible Study Girl 2019 at gmail.com email, uh, however you want to go about doing it. Those are the ways that you can. And remember, it is not we, it is not, oh wait, it's not I, it's not you, but we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.